My friends, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him, but if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. The light of Christ surrounds us. The love of Christ enfolds us. The power of Christ protects us. The presence of Christ watches over us. That's the gift of God that we celebrate, this promise that our God is with us with power, with healing, with mercy, with strength. Tonight we proclaim from the prophet Isaiah this beautiful prophecy of restoration for Israel towards the end of the prophet Isaiah to the Israelites coming back from exile, being invited to find once again in Jerusalem their home, this gift of God to watch over them after they had experienced great desolation in the Babylonian captivity. This prophecy of the image of God as the mother fondling the child in her arms, in her lap, nursing them, protecting them. We crave that image that the Lord in his power enfolds us and cares for us in our need. This time of year, we're seeing so many parents 
in this natural cycle of welcoming young people home and preparing to send them out again. As we've gone through the rituals of graduations and transitions, we parents, or you parents, prepare to, to let children go from one state to the next, moving from one school to another, maybe preparing to leave home for the first time heading to college, maybe welcoming them home from college and getting ready to let them go or usher them out, depending upon your attitude, whether or not they've yet worn out their welcome. And there's this process in nature where it happens as the mother animals wean the children, the young, and set them free off on their own. We see it in nature, the ebb and flow of the tide, the waxing and waning of the moon, all of this going and coming and going again. And that's what Jesus does for the disciples, sending them out for the first time. They've been following him, listening to him, witnessing his mighty deeds. And he sends them out, and they don't comment much, but I can only imagine that their sense is, how could we possibly be ready to do this? They have unanswered questions, and the Lord is sending them out to announce the presence of the kingdom of God. They haven't quite figured him out yet, and yet he's sending them. They're still overwhelmed by his power to expel demons, to heal the sick, and he's sending them with that same power and authority. They don't ask any questions, they just go. And immediately the gospel writer tells us about their response and their reaction as they come back, overjoyed and somewhat dumbfounded that people listened to the word that they had to announce and that they actually had the power to do what Jesus sent them to do. And they come back and they listen and they follow all the more. They witness only to be sent out, presumably, back and forth again and again until the day of Pentecost after the resurrection when they go forth boldly as apostles, as, as, as true witnesses. That same movement, that same coming and going is the pattern of our life, even in our weekly cycle here in the liturgy, in the Mass. As we come to give thanks for God's grace, we're sent forth to witness, go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life, go and announce the gospel of the Lord, only to come back again, rejoicing at what God's grace has done. His power to protect us, to watch over us, to enfold us in His care. And we come back each week to give thanks again that we've experienced something of His saving power. We come back seeking His help and renewed and restored to go back out again. And there is this coming and going constantly, this cycle of the ebb and flow of grace in our lives. We give thanks for this natural cycle where we experience something wondrous and something supernatural in God's power. There are moments certainly we lose sight of that. We get out of step or we, we get out of touch. And all it takes is to come back and open our hearts, to be attentive once more and again to His Word, that something great and wondrous can happen in our hearts as He touches us, as He heals us, as, and promises us that power, that strength, 
that tender mercy where He enfolds us in His care. And all it takes, I think, is one moment, one experience that God has our back to bring us back time and again. And all we need to do is hold on to that memory. It takes something of recalling that time and time again to allow what's called memory integration to happen, where something moves from short-term memory to long-term memory. We have plenty of things that don't have that happen, the, the incidental things that come and go. And the older we get, the more frequently those things kind of come and go, right? We somehow lose that process of memory integration. But it's the reflection on the experience that doesn't just let, let it wash over and pass by and be quickly forgotten. But that memory integration happens by our reflection by our holding on to it for a while consciously. Maybe it's the witness to it, the retelling of it, the bringing it to prayer to give thanks for it that lets it seep in and literally biologically become part of long-term memory. We need more of that memory integration of these experiences of God's grace and power so that they really become part of the fabric of our minds and our hearts so that all the more we can trust in God's grace. The power of Christ enfolds us, protects us, and watches over us. So let us rejoice as He sends us forth, and that that memory integration will always keep bringing us back. And it's that cycle itself, that process of coming and going and coming again, that lets it seep in, sink in, and take root in us that we might never lose sight or forget his goodness and his mercy. Amen.